0: For several days, as I'm sure you heard, the media had been, uh, had been hyping up this white supremacist, neo-Nazi KKK rally that was supposed to happen in D.C. yesterday, Sunday. And then Sunday rolls around, and a couple dozen white supremacists show up, along with throngs of news cameras and hundreds of counter-protesters. And the, the alt-right folks just, uh, they were there for less than two hours, I believe. They just kind of walked down the street, then they stood around in a field for a little bit, and uh, and then they left. And that was it. There, there, was, there was no violence on their part. There were really no theatrics. Nothing happened. They just walked. They stood around looking a bit overwhelmed and sad. And they left because it started to rain. And so they figured, well, I guess we might as well reconvene in the Internet comment section. No reason for us to be out here in the rain. And so that's what happened. Um, nothing to notice. Nothing at all whatever violence or theatrics occurred on sunday it was it was all on the part of antifa which also gathered in various places including sun including dc and and other places and um in some instances got into altercations with the media and others they also carried signs attacking the police uh so this counter protest against a couple of white supremacists turned into a counter protest against the police and i guess because i guess if you get there and you don't have any white supremacists to yell at, then you figure, well, we got to yell at somebody. Let's just yell at the police. you got to feel kind of bad for Antifa, especially at any Antifa folks who, who came a little bit late, and then they got there, and they're like, oh, everyone, all the white supremacists left. Well, I guess we'll just have to shout at the police then. I mean, I came here to shout at somebody. I'm not going to go home without shouting. All in all, it was really an incredibly embarrassing scene for everybody involved, for everybody involved, except for the police who comported themselves professionally. But um, for everybody else, it was embarrassing. Because you've got a few dumb racists walking down the street holding signs, and they are absolutely surrounded by media and counter protesters who have all shown up for the sake of these completely irrelevant, obscure idiots. Just imagine if you, I mean, if you've seen any of the coverage, you've seen how it's just a ridiculous, you've got these a few guys walking and then they're just surrounded. It's, it's, It was a scene kind of reminiscent of, well, you see this, uh, we've seen this before. It was last year, there was a KKK rally back in last July, I believe, and um, about 50 stupid Klansmen came and there were a thousand counter protesters there to answer them. A thousand for 50 guys, thereby giving the 50 guys an incredible amount of attention, which is exactly what they want. So you've given them exactly what they want. What they would not want is for the 50 to, for, for them to all come and then nobody to react at all. That would make them feel very bad and very stupid. And they are very bad and stupid, so they should feel that way. But when you all come out, the message you're sending them is, wow, we're important. We're saying something important that we have to keep on saying. I think... Um, by the way, here at the top, it could, be, it could be useful to contrast this scene with something else. Think about this protest and the coverage that it gets and the attention that it gets, and contrast that with another protest that happens every year in D.C., and that, for that, I refer to the March for Life. Uh, the March for Life, you have up to sometimes more than half a million people, pro-lifers, who descend on D.C., um, to protest abortion, and when, when I say descend, that makes it—it's not really descend. They come in a very orderly fashion, and they're there, and it's very peaceful, and they're protesting abortion. Yet those half a million people will not get even close to half the amount of attention as a handful of white nationalists can attract. Um, the media somehow—it's very interesting, you know—it's—it's—it's—it it's, seems like a strange coincidence that every year when the half a million people are Marching down the street, the media just has so many other things to focus on, they don't even, they don't even notice the half a million people walking down through their own backyard. Um, yet anytime 30, idiot, 30 white supremacists get together, they can attract the undivided attention of the media. Why is that? W- what's happening here? How do you explain this? Why is the media and why is the left giving so much attention to these fringe whack jobs. And it's probably overstating their relevance when I say fringe. It's more like these are fringe of the fringe of the fringe. Yet they are treated like powerful voices in the national dialogue. It's the media and the left that treats them like they have something important to say that has to really be engaged with. Why is that? I mean, you wouldn't... Um, if, if if you were... Uh, walking down the street and there was some crazy guy standing on the street corner shouting that he's the queen of England, would you, would you gather a hundred people together to shout? You're not the queen of England. No. Would you get signs and hold them and surround this one guy and then bring out news cameras, breaking news. This man claims he's the queen of England. No, you wouldn't do that because he's just one irrelevant guy who cares what he's saying. Just one crazy guy. We'll take that one crazy guy and then add a few more of him. And that's basically what we have. Yet it gets this response. Um, why? Well, I think the answer is, is pretty obvious, but uh, we'll talk about it anyway because apparently it isn't obvious to everyone. I think there are, there are, there are two facets to this. the two aspects to this answer. Number one, for the media um, and for the left... These, these fringe of the fringe of the fringe characters are living, breathing straw men. And the fact that they, remember this march was called Unite the Right. Can, can't even call it, I can't even call it a march because there were just a few guys. Well, it was more just a stroll down the street. It was a walk down the street. Um, and the few guys that were, in the, that, were, that were taking the stroll down the street, they were calling it Unite the Right marching under the auspices of uniting the right, which just makes it all the better for the left. And so the tactic for them is very straightforward, to treat the white supremacists as if they are representative of a large portion of the right. You whip up hysteria and fear so that the average unthinking person believes that white supremacy is the animating force of the right, and thus the right is itself a danger and a threat. That's the idea. Pretty pretty easy. Plan, pretty a tactic. That's pretty easy to see. It's the opposite of what they do with the March for Life. Now, with the March for Life, um, and with pro-lifers in, in general, they want to give the impression that the pro-life movement is fringe and obscure, and uh, and irrelevant. And they also want to, they have, they, have, they have constructed a caricature of pro-lifers that if you've ever spent any time around pro-lifers at all, if you've ever been to the March for Life or really any pro-life event, you know how ridiculous this caricature is. But the character they've, that they've come up with, that they've painted, is that pro-lifers are, are old white men who get together and shout and, at women and scream at women. Um, that's, what, that's, the, that's the idea. That, that, that's the idea that they want you to have in your head of the pro-life movement. Um, but you'll notice something. They, whereas anytime a few white nationalists get together, the media is there with cameras because they want to get these people on camera. Yet with pro-lifers, while they tell us that pro-lifers are these hateful peep bigots who scream and shout and you know uh, are anti-woman, for some reason, Anytime pro-lifers actually get together, the media doesn't show up with cameras. You'd think they'd be eager to show up with cameras, to get this on camera, and to show everybody this is what pro-lifers do. Yet they're not there. And you would think if you've got 500,000 of these people all together in D.C., 500,000 old white men getting together to scream at women. I mean, you'd think the media would love to have cameras there to get down. And and it's not just the march for life. There there are pro life demonstrations in this country every week, hundreds of them. M- many abortion clinics have a have a, a team of pro lifers that are always there outside. And what we're told is that they're out there screaming at women and they're be- and they're you know they're they're harassing and doing all this. Yet wh- yet we rarely get that on camera. Why is that? Um, Well, the answer is pretty simple, because the media doesn't want you to see what pro-lifers actually look like and who they actually are and what their tactics actually are and what their message actually is. They don't want you to see any of that. So they don't want to bring their cameras down to the March for Life and reveal all of the young people and all of the women. And that, by the way, if you've ever been to the March for Life, you know that constitutes the majority of the crowd, women and young people. That's most of them. They don't want you to see that. They don't want you to see the young people. They don't want you to see the women. They don't want you to see all the racial minorities. They don't want you to see that it's white, black, Hispanic, Asian, everybody all together. It's like a it's a it's a rainbow of diversity. It's it's the diversity that the left always says that it wants, and in the pro life movement, it has it. That's it's got all and and not just Christians either, but it's mostly Christians, but uh, but all different creeds as well. So all races, creeds, young people, old people, men, women, all together. Um, marching side by side and um, no they 're not shouting they 're not screaming they 're not being vulgar unlike antifa that 's not what they're doing they'' they 're marching side by side and they're they 're singing songs and they 're praying and they they have smiles on their faces it 's peaceful it 's joyful and the media doesn 't want you to see that now the white supremacists on the other hand present a much more convenient picture because with the white supremacists they are aggrieved, angry white men. And that's what the media, that's, that's the picture that the media and the left wants you to have in your head, is of angry, aggrieved white men. It's unfortunate for the media, though, that so few of those types of men will actually show up for these events. And they're very disappointed by that, because they're doing everything they can to advertise these events and to drive people out, to promote it. That really is the tactic, and it is so unbelievably despicable. All of the contempt that is heaped on the media as an institution is 100% warranted, because exactly for reasons like this. They are playing a dangerous, dishonest, despicable game, and they know it. Um, they they are literally at any time there's going to be a white supremacist rally, they advertise it. They want people to show up. They want you there. They are trying to legitimize white supremacy, white supremacy. They're trying to make it into a mainstream thing. They are, they are trying, and they're especially trying to reach out to any of those angry, aggrieved, lost, confused white men who might, who, who may find this appealing. They're trying to reach those and, 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 and connect them with white supremacy and bring them out. They're trying to get the ranks of white supremacy up. That's the, that's the game they're playing. Um, and it is, like I said, it is, it is you can't, you, it's impossible to overstate how contemptible it is, what they're doing, attempting to legitimize neo-Nazism so that they can then take it. They want to get everybody there. They want to make it into a thing because white supremacy is, is not really a thing in America. I, there are a few of them. There's some of that, um, th- that. That is an ideology that exists in, um, in some people's heads, but any ideology exists. There, 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 you know, there's, there, there are many horrible things that people believe, but it's not really a thing in American culture. I have never met a white supremacist. Have you ever met a white supremacist? I never have in my life. I've never met a single one. In my life, I never met a real white supremacist. Um, and anytime you have a rally, where the, me- and, and, and the media is giving it all of their support, advertising, promoting it, yet they can never get very many together. Uh, so maybe that's that's evidence that that it really isn't a white supremacy isn't really a driving force in America. It's not a relevant force. It's not a relevant thing. It just isn't. The media wants it to be a thing so that they can then take it and use it to discredit the right. And also, in the meantime, it's a great story for them, so it's ratings. So for them, it's a, it's a win-win. They get ratings, and they get to uh, slander their enemies, and so that's what they want to do. And whatever chaos, whatever violence is caused in the meantime, they're perfectly fine with it. They don't care. That's the first thing. The second is, uh, so that's the media. That's why the media does what it does with this stuff. I think for the counter-protesters, there's also another element to it. Uh, for the counter-protesters, they're, they're looking for a cause. They're looking for something to do. They're, they're looking for something to rally around, an, an easy villain to, uh, to oppose. That's what they're looking for. I saw someone had on Twitter a picture of a, one of the signs that somebody was carrying at the counter-protest, and it was a woman carrying a sign that said, my great-grandfather fought the Nazis, and now I'm doing the same. It runs in the family. <laughs> Listen, your great grandfather stormed the beaches under a hail of bullets, and he fought the Nazis, who at the time were a powerful force in the world, trying to literally take over the globe. And he put his life on the line, and uh, and and charged in there to actually defeat the Nazis. You, on the other hand are showing up with a thousand of your friends to carry a signs, to carry signs and shout at 25 idiots walking down the street. That's what you're doing. You're along with a thousand other people, you are surrounding 20 idiots walking down the street and you're shouting at them. That's what you're doing. It's not the same. There, there is no comparison whatsoever. But um, the fact that there are even a few Nazis in America. Presents for people who are lost and have no cause, have, have no purpose in their lives, it, present, it presents a, a, a really convenient and easy cause. They say, oh, Nazis, yes, well, everyone hates Nazis, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an easy thing for me to be against. Um, and it is, it, of course, we should all be against Nazism, but Nazism isn't a thing anymore. It's not, it, it's not, there's no risk of Nazis taking over the world anymore that because our, our great grandfathers and our grandfathers they they did away with that they took care of that that's done now the fact that there are, the, the fact that there are 25 nazis in america is not it doesn't mean anything it doesn't matter it means nothing but it's a cause and ironically it's kind of both sides the 1000 counter protesters and the 50, 50 neo nazis or less than that they both are looking for the same thing. They, they both want cause. They both want an identity. They both want a purpose. And that's why they're both there. And the media, they're looking for a narrative and they're looking for a story. So you've got this kind of unholy trinity and uh, this, this mutual, mutually beneficial relationship between all these parties. Where the counter-protesters and the neo-Nazis, they're looking for a cause, looking for identity. They're also looking for attention. They both want attention. The media, they can give attention, but they're looking for a narrative, which is what, um, which is what the other side prov- provides to them. And that's how you end up with uh, the situation that we saw on Sunday. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. And um, on the part of the media, it really is, as I said, contemptible. We'll leave it there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed.